0: We go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Made in New England, where we talk about New England-based companies and the people that lead them. I'm Steve DeVries, your host, uh, and I'm here today with John Greer of the Wirebelt Company, uh, based in Bedford, New Hampshire. Welcome, John. Thank you very much, Steve.
1: Really glad to be here.
0: All right, John. I was uh, I was checking out uh, your company's history, and it's it's a long one. Uh, maybe you could start by by telling our Listeners and viewers, a little bit about your business and, and what you do.
1: Yeah, so we manufacture metal conveyor belts. It's kind of in a broad stroke. There isn't much we touch today that hasn't been on a conveyor belt at one point in its history. I think it's really kind of amazing, really. But we specialize in metal conveyor belts, and our roots go back to the JW Greer Company. got started in 1919. Uh, after my great great grandfather's factory or his country store burned down in Texas, moved up to Cambridge, the confectionery capital of the world at the time, and started up the J.W. Greer Company. And Wire Belt was a an offshoot of that business. And here we are today.
0: Wow! So you have a a really long history with your business, family history. Um, I'm curious, what's What's driven your success to this point, personally, and then maybe what do you think's uh, helped make the the company uh, a winner for so long?
1: Yeah. So personally, I think uh, I would be it would be unfair for me to say that luck is not a huge part of it. I mean, uh, being fifth generation of a family business really gives you some. It gave me a little bit of an edge, <laughs> to some degree. Uh, but beyond that, I think it also required the confidence of the family and making a lot of hopefully good choices along the way, uh, to kind of get me prepared for this beyond that, uh, my background, I was not originally heading in the manufacturing direction. I had aspirations of making the Olympic rowing team, which was a phenomenal experience. And I, uh, value that and it still impacts me today. although it wasn't always an asset depending on which jobs I was applying for. It doesn't exactly give you some, uh, professional experience in some respects, but, uh, it really was a valuable experience. And, uh, beyond that, I had some really awesome mentors and coworkers along the way, some professors during my MBA program. Uh, there's too many to mention, but again, really lucky to have hooked up with the folks that I did. And, uh, yeah, to call one out Robert Spencer he passed recently mm. but he was one of my professors uh, at my MBA program and he uh, fantastic professor did some consulting courses with him and he started up a change management company he'd been a partner at Accenture for a number of years and brought me on and I got to work with him for a couple of years right after graduating and that was just a phenomenal experience and perspective to have rolling into a business. So feel really fortunate to have had that time with him.
0: Sounds like you uh, you were able to uh, get a lot of work in before uh, taking the helmet at, at Belt. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, in a couple of different places. So I got to work in manufacturing in California for a little while, and then um, a variety of other experiences, but yeah, I, I was working the whole time for sure Uh, nice chasing rowing was lovely but it was a it was a hobby that you do not get paid uh even at the or you get paid very very little at the
0: highest levels nice well i'll i'll say this you you said that manufacturing wasn't necessarily part of the 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 long-term plan originally but uh you're in it now Uh, and so for for all of us manufacturing geeks out there you know we we love our we love our metrics Right. So I was wondering if if your business has uh, any metrics in particular that it it likes to use in, you know, in order to, you know, just understand what's driving the business and and how things are going. Yeah, Uh,
1: I don't know that we've got anything revolutionary on that front. I think that there's some of the there's some pretty standard stuff out there that uh, I think we do just about like just about everybody else. But. Uh, we do have a variety of levels. Every Monday morning, we're checking in. Uh, our We do little write-ups for each department. And so our sales team is reporting on uh, how we're performing on bookings relative to budget, uh, both month-to-date and year-to-date. Um, we've got our operations folks. Uh, we track number of late orders. That's a very important metric for us. We, we're at 99.9-something on time, and we're at... something in quality products going out so we we hit those very very well so we track late orders there but also uh, backlog so a number of hours that we have backed up on our machines and you get into hr we track number of days without an accident again safety is very important to us and sometimes just Picking out a metric like that to keep it visible and to kind of call attention to it has been, uh, I think, a good practice for us. That that gets repeated in a lot of different places, and I think we're at just about three hundred days right now. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah,
1: and then um, yeah, sales operations, HR, uh, track a little bit for. Of IT metrics as well. But yeah, that's some of the crux of it. And then monthly meetings and annual reviews as well. So sure. yeah, nothing earth shattering, I don't think. But
0: but good good blocking and tackling from, from a mature business. And, and I like that you touched on all these different functional aspects of the business, right? It doesn't have to be just about what's happening on the shop floor, right? You've got all these different areas where you need to take measurements. So um, I think that's great. So um we've talked a little bit about the history of your business right you you, you have roots you know going back over a hundred years so what i'd like to do now is maybe talk a little bit about the future of the business what it you know as the leader of the company fifth generation what excites you most about the future of your of your company uh
1: there's a lot of exciting stuff about business right now uh, mostly uh for us in a positive space Uh, We have locations in England and Germany as well, and we have slightly different product offerings in each of those. Um, I'm relatively new to the president role here. So I've been with Wirebelt in America for not quite six years, but I've been in the president role for a little less than a year now. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited about the fact that we do have different production capabilities at our other locations. And I look forward to better identifying the cost structures for some of those products at each location and doing enough market research here to kind of identify what makes sense to bring to the U.S. and vice versa. I think that that's going to create some good opportunities for the group as a whole. And beyond that, just on the personnel side, it's just really cool to see a, a younger team just continuing to uh, develop. So we had several retirements here over the last couple of years. Um, I think I talked to somebody out of, uh, uh, a different company and they were talking about, I think they called it the gray tsunami or something like that. Just kind of acknowledging that there's a lot of folks who've been in these industries that have, uh, have had really long careers and a lot of them in the boomer generation are now starting to retire. And I'm really glad that everybody made the move to our new location with us. Uh, we moved again about a year ago from a location in London next to the Harvey off Harvey Road next to the airport. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody made the move with us is fantastic. We have tenure here of folks that have been here 40 years more, like it's really fantastic and it i think we've really stuck by our values i'm looking forward to continuing to stick by our values on that front and uh yeah it's been it's been cool to to see some of the newer folks step up and i'm excited to see how they continue to step up
0: i think it's yeah
1: i'm looking forward to that
0: love that so so you know, on the flip side, we talked about what excites you, uh, as a business leader, what, what concerns you, you know, whether it's, you know, macroeconomically, geopolitically, uh, something right in our (laughs) backyard. I mean, what, what, uh, what, what do you think about in, in those quiet moments? Yeah. Uh,
1: all of those things. I think that that is one of the, uh, the, the words of wisdom that I was given uh, taking over the company was don't F it up. It's <laughs> kind of a, a little bit of a tongue in cheek, but I, I think there's actually has really been a little bit of wisdom to it and that we've been a, we're a good company and it's been well run for a long time and is a starting point. Do no harm or don't F it up. It feels like a reasonable starting point to me. Um, so that That's been pretty good. But as far as concerns on on the negative front, uh, there are obviously some geopolitical things going on. Uh, The economic space has been kind of interesting. I've seen some of our customers uh, be hit a little bit harder than maybe the economic uh, projections kind of portray. We've seen things slow down for some of them. And I've heard some of them lose some, some employees along the way. So that's uh, that's not what, what we're looking forward to. We want our customers to do really, really well. Um, and then beyond that, there's some political stuff. Our, our profitability gets impacted by tax rates and a number of other things. And so supply chain and um, some different... Uh, some of those other factors, they, they have an impact on us. And we have a fantastic history of profit sharing. And that is an area where I feel uh, a little bit of pressure. We've historically hit just about 15% profit sharing uh, on, on most years, which is 15% of our, our employees' salary. And to be able to pay that out at the end of the year has been really awesome. And uh, some years that's harder than others. <laughs> and I'm hoping to have more good years ahead
0: we can't hit that mark. So so as uh, I'll shift gears just a little bit, uh, you're a longtime New England-based business, right? You've been in New Hampshire for, for quite a while now. Um, do you see New England affecting your business in terms of location or having any pros and cons when it comes to just being in New England?
1: Yeah. We love New England. We love New Hampshire a lot. It's, nice. a, it's a really awesome place to be. And um, yeah, we do see some impacts tied to, uh, the labor costs. This is not, we're not in low cost production places across the globe. Uh, New England, England, Germany, they're not the lowest cost manufacturing places out there. Uh, and embedded in there, there is a little bit of a concern as well that, you know, we're, we have a lot of proprietary, uh, knowledge processes and technology here that we rely on and protecting those is really important, but um, yeah, I think the the labor costs, I think we have a good, some really intelligent folks here, but some of the lowest unemployment in the country, uh, which is great and challenging at times when you're you're looking for labor. And uh, the housing market has also been a little tough. We've had some employees who, or some applicants who accepted positions with us that ultimately weren't able to take them during the pandemic because, uh, housing costs and availability in the area. So that is something that that we
0: feel and uh, hopefully can make a little bit of a difference in that in the years to come. You're talking about people com- Are you talking about people coming from maybe outside of New England and being impacted by the, the cost of the housing market?
1: Um, we've had some folks more from, uh, I think, like Lawrence or Lowell area and stuff that okay. wanted to be closer to where they were working that weren't able to to make that work but yeah, but yeah like somewhat I jokingly but we have a huge parking lot here uh we're in a what well, used to be a walmart the bedford walmart yeah. for anybody who actually is familiar with the area yeah and we uh, have got about three acres of parking lot out there so we we do have some dreams of being able to make a little bit of a positive impact there uh but that would be exciting in the early days yeah I think that it would serve the, the area well, I, I hope.
0: Nice, nice. Well, uh, last question for me, if you'll entertain it. Um, what advice do you have for, for business leaders or budding business leaders, particularly ones uh, in this area?
1: I think New Hampshire is so cool and that you have such fantastic access to people. Um, we had our uh, ribbon cutting for our new facility here couple of weeks ago and the governor showed up, which to me is just awesome. I think it just uh um I think for our employees to see the governor show up kind of on their behalf. And I just think that's the coolest thing. And what's more is like on the way out he he gave me his cell phone number, which is like kind of like just speaks to it being a really pretty small state. And I think in that you have access to people in new hampshire and in the area and i think there's a tremendous willingness to help out i know that i would as well and uh i think when you reach out to reach out to somebody i think you might be impressed sometimes who's willing to give you a hand or point you in a helpful direction so and beyond that um unh has been pretty awesome they have a peer group uh, uh a center for CEO and Center for Family Enterprise mm-hmm. program that has been fantastic. They have some great programming and a good team. And I've been a part of the peer group for a while and that is that is a really great resource as well, so.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm actually familiar with that uh, organization and, and couldn't recommend it enough. Micheline Dufour, uh does a great job over there. I, I noticed that you're connected with her as well. So uh, great that you mentioned her and that organization. Uh, well, John, uh, I think our time is up. So uh, I just want to say thank you very much for appearing uh, on our program. And uh, for those of you out there checking this out, uh, feel free to check out uh, John's business, Wirebelt Company of America online. There's a lot of great stuff on there. And uh, thanks very much for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great day. Uh, thank you. Thanks, John.